You're listening to The Dirt on Dating Show with your host, Misha Noah. Get ready for real stories with everyday people on topics like the hottest dating apps, when to commit, and how to find a partner you actually click with. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah. And I'm Kat. And today we're going to take a glimpse into what it's like to date Giannis. Giannis is a professional beach tennis athlete currently residing in Cyprus and Greece. And he's also a photographer and musician. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, Thanks welcome, you guys. Cool. Thank you. So Giannis, you're currently single and ready to mingle. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the journey <laughs> to get here. All right. So I've been single for about six years now, seven years. Woo, uh, that's a long time. Um, so I was actually living in Hermosa Beach for the past six years and I moved there from London and I just got out of a relationship when I was in London and moved to Hermosa Beach. And ever since then, I've been single. And, and, so, and how long have yeah. you been back in, in Cyprus now? Since the start of the quarantine, which was beginning of March. And then uh, how's, how's, how's the, what's the difference like between like the dating oh life God. in Hermosa Beach, California? And does a, does a fiery it, Greek man have bad chances with Greek women compared well, to like... So it is, it's so funny that the Americans usually have this impression of the Greek women like being exotic and stuff like that. But obviously for me being a local, it's much <laughs> boring. Much different. Exactly. Right. So you lost your me, exotic uh, advantage. I, exactly. So when I first moved to, to the States, I remember one of the things that I was mostly shocked by was how much American women love foreign men. I remember going to bungalow for the first time and oh, there yeah. were coming up to me, talking to me and flirting with me. I was like, wait a minute, is this normal? Because <laughs> back in London, they were, the British women were definitely not into Cypriot men. I can definitely vouch for that. Whereas coming, coming to LA, because I, I also had a little bit of a British accent because I lived in London for six years. All the girls, all the American girls were like, oh my God, you have a British accent. That's so, that's so cool. And I was like, huh, okay. Uh, I can pull this off for a bit, but then I completely lost the British accent after six years. I was like, damn it. I can't it's pull like, this damn off. Damn it, I need that back. Yeah, <laughs> now, now I just use the Greek card. Yeah. But so during the six years in Hermosa Beach, were you able to um, score any relationship? Because you said you were single for six years. So there was not a single, like even like a short relationship. I mean, it's quite uh, interesting wow. to be single for six years. I know, right? Not really because I had been in two long relationships from the age of 18 to 22, and then from 22 to 26. So like eight years in total. So those are, those are quite defining years. Yeah. I know exactly. So when I moved to California, I was like, no, I gotta, I want to stay single and find out more about myself, find out what life is like here and, and dating and all that kind of stuff. I haven't had a Wait, single what's relationship the, here. What's the, what's the biggest revelation you found out about yourself in those six years of singledom? That, well, that, that I should have done it much earlier. 
<laughs> I discovered so many things and, that I liked. That, so many, yeah. And that leads us to another more dirty question because you yeah. had had earlier kind of like spoken to the perception of of Greek men. They mm-hmm. obviously are very exotic out here. So would you yes. say that you are a good lover? And if so, what makes you a good lover? Ah, uh, that's that's such a tricky question to answer because I don't want to sound like I'm tooting my own horn. I'll do it. You can take it. <laughs> well, I would say this is this is I'm basing this on the opinion and the feedback that I'm getting. From the questionnaires you've been. So this is not my own personal opinion. Um, so what do the surveys say when you when you get to the, this? The you surveys, collect the surveys. Yeah, the surveys say that Greek men are pretty good in bed. General statement. I know. I was gonna. I was just gonna say. I don't know if I if I should talk about eyes and stuff like that. But I think American women are pretty intrigued by the mystery that surrounds us. So that also kind of translates into bed. Like, I don't know, they, they seem to be turned on by everything that we say or do. So to be honest, I've, I've kind of find dating, not dating, but communicating with American women in bed quite interesting and fun and very different to the Europeans. And do you, do you like the way that they're like, give me more of this mystery? Do you, I mean, do you like I, it or I, is it, is it, the admiration? I do you enjoy the admiration? I, I do. I'm not going to lie. I do because <laughs> it boosts your confidence and in a way it also makes you perform better. You know, the, the more confident you are, the better you perform. There's a secret for your ladies. Just compliment know, your man right? and he'll perform a little exactly. better. <laughs> well, that's funny because it's like one of the things I like in bed is when the women kiss my chest. So that's so kind of a like a, a confidence booster and helps in in performance. Do you have hair there? Is it is it is it I, I do not. So I'm the kind of guy that I I love being clean. I trim all the hair on my body. I might sometimes leave some hair like on my arms just for keeping that manly image but besides that i i trim everything else and your legs are shaven too well my legs most of the yes and i usually do that because of the sport i play in the the sand sticks on your legs so it's pretty annoying so yeah i use that as an excuse do you also (laughs) find that being this athlete on the sand next Uh to all these women with bikinis Mm -hmm. does that does that help you get more dates? And and if so, like, how does that make you feel? Well, I would say that it does because there's a lot of times that I've used that as, let's say, caught up my sleeve where if I meet a woman at a bar, let's say we start a conversation and the subject goes to beach tennis, then I'll say, hey, do you want to come down for a lesson? So I usually take them down show them how to play beach tennis. And that's kind of a, you know, makes them feel comfortable. And I I also like that because I like getting to know a woman in a more natural state rather than, let's say, in a bar where, you know, you're dressed up to perfection. Yeah, you can uh, have a little more dynamic, a little more fun. Exactly. Yeah. Like it sounds very easy for you to meet women because you can just give them well, a class and they come to you. <laughs> I mean, it's not as easy as I make it sound, but at least have kind of like an icebreaker. But I'm going to become a tennis coach too. <laughs> you should. I think you should. I mean, if 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 I saw you at a bar and you gave me free tennis lessons, I would definitely 
take you up on that. <laughs> so a couple of things that I'm, I'm also just, I would love to get a little more clarity on. Do you think a part of the, the reason for being single is because of yeah. the amount of options that are out there and that you just are exploring? Or is it, or is it more that you really value your independence? Like which, which of those do you think is more in line with what I you're feeling? Would, I would say it's a combination of both. And it kind of started more as let's say kind of a reaction to the fact that I had been in a relationship for so long that I wanted to explore more. And because there were so many options in LA, especially when I first moved here, I realized, you know, how many different options you have and how easy it is to meet new people here, go on dates, or even just, you know, get to meet people without going on dates. Just you know, it sounds yeah. as if you have no issue whatsoever to create that sexual connection, but just because mm-hmm. you have, you have such a huge area of women to choose from, you just like fine as is because you get your, your sexual needs met. Do you not feel like you ever like want to settle down? Like it's not on your, not yes. on your list. So after, after, a, let's say midway through my time in LA, I started feeling the need to actually get that deeper connection and find that, say, person that I would get into a more serious relationship with, that I would spend time with, and, you know, let's say kind of a monogamous relationship. But I, I don't know if it's age or the fact that you've experienced so much that you now know what you're looking for exactly. So you're more picky on, let's say, if I go on a date, I notice little things straight away, it, like things that I either like or I don't. A lot of people say that you can never enter a relationship without having seen any red flags. There's always some flags. Yes. And that's why you choose to be in a relationship because you just compromise to some degree. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Whereas I, when I was younger, I would get into a relationship so much easier. I was like, yeah, I, I think I'm good I mean, enough. <laughs> this is good enough for me. I'm yeah. satisfying my sexual needs. I'm satisfying my companion needs. So yeah, let's go. That's good. That's good. And do you, you typically <laughs> do you typically keep your your past love affairs in your life, or is it something that it's like one and done and then moving on? No, I I I usually try and keep keep them in my life because usually if it's people that I uh, let's say had some kind of connection with. It means I like that person in more than, let's say, a physical level. Would like to keep them in my life, and you know, uh, not not talk regularly, but even if it's like keeping contact through Instagram or Facebook or something like that, check up on each other, see what they're doing, and stuff like that. In terms of building a bond with someone, I don't know. I become friends with people very easily which it could be a good or bad thing. But yeah, so I try not to have many enemies. Well, I think it's the man bun also will keep you from, from making too many enemies. <laughs> but yeah. the, the funny thing is I only man bun like three or four years ago before I used to, I used to shave my head. Oh, like, I can't picture it. I can't picture it. I know everyone says that everyone that's met, that has met me, you know, during my man bun time, they all say, I, we cannot imagine you without hair. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that was actually a time period in my life. It existed. Yeah, there's, there's something very luscious about hair. It's very central. It's interesting. I, I feel, yeah. Yes, I, I feel it also differentiates me from people. Like, let's say I'm the kind of person that believes that you need to make yourself unique. Like, let's say if I'm in a bar, I need to be able to stand out in some way from mm. other people. 
I usually, I'm pretty comfortable in terms of making a connection emotionally with people, but I know that at bars or places where people can only look at you and form a first impression, then you need to kind of differentiate yourself in some way, either try and look different or be funny. Now tell us a story on the other side of it. We've, we've had this, your, your wild sexual adventure. Share a story of a time that maybe you had a very strong emotional or romantic connection with someone and, and what made it so special? I would say that the people I usually tend to have a strong emotional connection are people that I share a lot of interests with. And mostly if they're into hiking and adventures, traveling, those are some things that I actually look for, let's say, in my, in my partners. And when I can connect on that level with them, then I start feeling a much stronger connection than I would, let's say, physically. And also another thing that I find very, very attractive to, to a partner is if they have a limitless sense of humor. So let's say I, I love self-sarcasm and I tend to take a lot of dates on, at the comedy club, the comedy store in Hollywood. And if I, if I notice that they react strangely to a joke, then I kind of, I get turned off. I, I need my woman. Speaking, speaking of being turned off, um, can you tell us another anecdote when you took someone home and then something happened that turned you off immediately that the act was oh never God. finished? I actually, I, I have <laughs> many stories like that. One story was there was this girl that I, that we matched on, I think it was either Bumble or Hinge. I can't remember. And we went on a first date. It went perfect. Went on a second date. Perfect. Like we made out third date, even better. So on the fourth date, nothing happened though. Like um, a lot of dates to lead up to. I know exactly. I was like, (laughs) okay, because usually I can tell from the first date if I like someone or not. So mm-hmm. there's either um, a second date that I'm like very positive on, like I'm not indecisive. Like it's not like, ah, oh, let's try maybe a second date. Maybe they'll, it would be better than the first one or whatever. <sighs> I can mm-hmm. usually tell straight away. So I had yeah. really good things about this one. <clears throat> so I'm like, okay, this could be something serious. So on the fourth date, we decide to go down to, to the beach, watch the sunset. We had a bottle of wine. Then we go for a Mexican dinner and then she invites me over to her house. So we go to her house and she, we sit down on the couch and she turns on a documentary, which was about a child, a 10 year old child, I think, killing his parents. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Murdering his parents. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, kind of felt awkward and I'm like okay what am I meant to do now like how do I how do I turn this into a romantic atmosphere (laughs) so I kind of started I was like okay I'll I'll start making out with her maybe we can kind of change and it's almost like tasteless to make out when such a yeah documentary is playing in the background I know (laughs) but I I tried that and she was like "Mm, I'm not feeling it and I was like, <laughs> yeah, you're playing this, this like exactly. morbid TV. Of course you're not feeling it. Exactly. <laughs> I honestly, I honestly feared for my life. I was like, <gasps> is she trying to kill me? 
she's trying to make it. Yeah, but so I just got up and left. I told her I have I have to go home. I need to go to work tomorrow. And I left and never saw her again. Wow. Did she ever well, reach out to you? Be like, oh, I'm, you know, that was so funny fun. enough. No, nobody reached out to anyone. And either of us, either of us, but a couple of months later, she randomly appeared at a house party at my house that we were that we were having. And she was like, oh my God, what are you doing here? And I was like, I live here. Was, <laughs> oh no! But yeah, that was awkward. Uh, yeah, very <laughs> awkward. So, Yannis, we're, we're we're starting to work towards wrapping up here. Uh-huh. If if there were anything that you would want to have the perfect love life, what would it be? That's a good question. I believe exactly what he's having. <laughs> what's, what's that? Exactly what you're living. <laughs> I know, right? No, no, no. I think right now I'm at a stage in my life where I want. A woman that I can form like a power couple with, a woman that is has her own life, has her own friends, but at the same time has the same kind of interests as me, so that we can kind of connect on that level, but also be independent enough that she can have her own kind of life, go out with her own friends and stuff like that. And yeah, I think that's kind of what I'm looking for to kind of build hopefully soon. And, and a woman who chooses the movies wisely that you watch on a movie night. I, yes. <laughs> Please. No more killing documentaries. Yeah. yeah. Laugh, laugh at the jokes when he brings you to the comedy store. Exactly. Play some, play some good, lighthearted rom-coms. Uh-huh. It's, it's very interesting, though, with, with comedy and different cultures, because I'm originally from Germany and you're Greek. Yeah. So uh-huh. there, there's a different understanding at times when it comes to... What's how, funny and what's not? How dark a comedy can go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think it also depends on 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 the person as well because I know a lot of girls and guys here in my country that do not have the same level of acceptance that I do for some jokes. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I just I'm very lighthearted and I I take nothing seriously in life, <laughs> be a bad or thing. So I kind of. Yeah, expect the same from my partner. Well, very cool. So we're gonna final question before before you let you get to sleep here. What <laughs> is what is one either a relationship book or podcast or like a TED talk mm-hmm. or a sex toy that you would mm-hmm. recommend for our listeners? So actually, it's not exactly a sex toy, but it is kind of a sex id. Let's say this this one girl I was seeing brought in one day. Uh, a thing called Kama Sutra Honey Dust. And it's like a powder that you put on your body and you apply it with like a, a feather uh, thing thingy. And it tastes so good. They have like flavors like vanilla and uh, strawberry dream and uh, coconut pineapple. It is, you can find it on Amazon. It's like $23, uh, shameless plug. But it, it's so good. I, I, I honestly asked her to bring it again next time. And how many flavors have you tasted so far? <laughs> I think just one. You was the that one. <laughs> All right. Well, fantastic. Giannis, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, brother. Thank you so much for sharing your adventures and your philosophy. Thank you guys for having me. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. Don't forget to swing by your favorite podcast player and leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. We love those positive reviews. And of course, if you do have some feedback, 
drop that in there as well so we can keep improving. And if you want to be featured on the show, we need more singles and people in relationships, alternative relationships, all that fun stuff to be on the show and share their story. Visit dirtondating.com slash single or just DM me on Instagram and introduce yourself at follow Noah. All right, that's it for this one. We will see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe. Talk dirty. And we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure. <laughs>